Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 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 everybody, what's up? Sorry for the slight delay in podcasts. If you're listening to this today that it dropped, you're going to notice that it dropped a little bit later than normal. That is because we were pretty much camping all weekend. Uh, we were all hunting in North Alabama, which is what this podcast is about. And uh, basically, we all got back super late. And uh, Parker, who sent me the podcast, I didn't get it to like 1230, which is not long after I got home. So I just had to wake up and mess with it this morning. Also, <laughs> there's been like a slight delay in content period because my computer uh, crashed pretty much last week. So kind of had to start everything over, which has been a pain in the butt, which is why there's no music on this intro. So uh, my apologies for that, everybody. But um, we're going to get back on track here and uh, start cranking out stuff as normal as we have been all fall. Um so a few quick things before we get to this podcast. Um, we 
just picked a winner for the competition on YouTube where you go to the Lone Wolf video and you comment uh, Alpha Tech on the Rope Mod video and you subscribe to the channel. The winner of that contest is Jonathan Rivenbark. I hope I said your name right. I probably butchered it, and if I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> but email us at aloutdoors8.com if you are that winner. And uh, if you don't reach out to us by the next episode, we'll pick a new person. So everyone be watching out for that. So, yeah, hopefully you reach out to us and uh, we can send a stand your way. Other than that, this podcast we did as a kind of a, a joint podcast with the guys from Southern Ground, being a Michael, Pike, and Parker McDonald, Tyler Malone. We went over to their camper after we all got done hunting and just kind of discussed what we all had going on, some some of the things that we were trying, what we were seeing, and uh, fair warning, it was like 11.30, we were all running on the little sleep and we were all exhausted, so this is probably going to be a pretty funny podcast, probably more funny than, uh, than there is for like substance as far as like good hunting information. We do talk about some like tactic stuff, including how Jacob gets permission at pretty much every door he knocks on, but yeah, so... This should be a pretty funny podcast. Y'all let us know what you think of it. And uh, hopefully everything will be back to normal by next week. But without further ado, here it is. Y'all, I'm tired. <laughs> I know. Do you ever get like so tired that you feel like you're like drunk? Yeah. Like you could say some stupid stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect podcast. That's recipe right there. That's what I feel like right now. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, this is the... Southern Southern Outdoorsman's Grounds. The, yeah. The, yeah. Southern Groundsman. The Southern the Groundsman. Southern <laughs> <laughs> this is a Southern Groundsman we like podcast. Now. <laughs> We're going to start a landscaping company. <laughs> and that's how we'll get permission to, to hunt. hunt in rich neighborhoods. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's awesome. it. That's it. So a good idea has already been birthed on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun week, but I'm wiped out, man. Yep. I'm yeah. not looking forward to pretty much anything tomorrow. <laughs> like, I just don't want to do it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to going back into that marsh tomorrow, but I know I have to. You're going to, you're going to do it. I'm going to do it. You're committed. It's going to suck. I'm gonna do it. So we've only been here for a day. Like today was our only hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a bunch of sissies, man. Parker's like, I spent 15 hours on the water. <laughs> no, in the water <laughs> yesterday. I spent. I hunted a solid 13 hours yesterday. From I didn't hunt till dark, um, but it was. I mean, what an hour before dark when I came out. Something like that. It was. It was. It was early, but it rained on me every single minute of that day. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Embrace yeah, you know, y'all keep saying that, but I just kind of feel like <laughs> when I'm, when do I get to embrace the not suck. Man, once you get through the suck, when you run an arrow through <laughs> a big old buck. I guess so. I I don't know, man. It's it's been a fun week, but this place kicks my tail. Yeah. I, I can see being brutal, especially what you're all doing. Yeah. I mean, like, hiking isn't a big deal for, like, me and us. That's because we're used to it. But, like, dude, I can imagine paddling, especially how many miles y'all have done. No, we pa- we paddled some miles. Dude. 
So who who we got here? Who's yeah, I here? was about to say we need to do some uh, intros. intros. Okay, Andrew Maxwell, Southern Outdoorsman. Ginger Bell Hunter himself, Jacob Myers, Southern Outdoorsman. Uh, JT Watkins, the man who steps on rattlesnakes. Yep, steps on rattlesnakes. Yep. we'll get to that. We'll get that story. Did that happen recently? <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. This like, summer. Oh, this summer. Oh. Larry, a scouting trip. What? July. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. You know the Bible says something about stepping on the head of the snake. It sounds like with your heel. Did you do that? Well, like I would, that? Yeah, probably. Twice. I think twice. Going once going that way, once coming back. Man, it's living the right life. Yep. Who and uh, Tyler Malone, Southern Ground, and Parker McDonald of Southern Ground, and Michael is here with us, but he had to go track a deer tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you just make all the noise you want. <laughs> you look tired, Tyler. Wow. So Tyler got to do his first his first kayak. Let's talk about, I want weekend. To about that. Yeah. Talk about talk about your first weekend. Like, what's your thoughts? Because I, I personally looked at getting a kayak. So you're a perfect example. Uh, Explain benefits and what was bad about it. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money on okay. a kayak. Okay. I got a uh, sixty bucks and mine. Uh, it was pink when I bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> why? Why so cheap? I camouflaged it and it, it held up. And, uh, one whole day felt like a week long, but one day. <laughs> You get used to it after a while. Yeah. Like when you when it starts becoming the norm. Hey, I'm gonna paddle every time that I hunt. Yeah. When that starts becoming the norm, it's like you're just used to being tired after you hunt. That's yep. just like how it is. Oh so. yeah, dude. That's how I am walking now. When we were getting out of there this afternoon, I was just like ripping through a soybean field. I was plowing it up. Dude, tilling the ground. It was bad. Dude, dragging soybean plants. They were, yeah, they were making fun of me. I was like, I just turned my legs off and I go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting back to the truck where my water bottle is. And I'm going to go chug all the water. Yeah, because we don't take water with us because we're trying to save weight. And when we're sitting in the truck trying to decide what we need to take, it's like, oh, I, get, I just had a drink of that. I don't need that. It's like, yeah, I'll take this uh, this camera, this camera arm, all my camo. I'll take a, maybe a granola bar. I'll take a, all, all, all kinds of useless crap. And then, uh, no, I don't need water. I don't need water. I'm okay. Uh, so are the soybeans in there green? No. No. Well, the, so where we saw the deer this afternoon, which we're like jumping ahead here, but where we saw the deer was a soybean field that was like starting to yellow. But okay. It, it was, uh, it, they, uh, threw out some clover in it. And that's what the deer were eating. Okay. Yeah. No clover. That's cool. Yeah. So we're, we're hunting two different, two different. Correct. Areas, two different WMAs. Oh, uh, see, before we started this, we should have had code names for everything, but you know. Yeah, code name. So, what's code name for that one? Uh, oh, I forgot. What did we call it? Uh, we uh, named that one mountain called Ant Hill. Oh uh, yeah, we we got the Ant Hill. Called Ant Hill unit. There you go. I don't know. We got a whole bunch of random names. We got the Cadillac Track. Uh, the tobacco Track. The Tobacco Track. Holy Unit. Holy Unit. Uh, mountain. The Mountain, mountain unit. unit. It's not a mountain. Oh, well, thanks for saying <laughs> It's not actually a mountain. <laughs> Code names. Yeah, no. Like, I forgot what we named this place. I don't know. It was hell. something. It's called a privet track because privet's everywhere on it. Dude, I was running through privet. Dude, this like, guy. Some kind of dude, no, listen, listen, so he took us. So, again, we're dropping ahead to like the hunt. He took us back to the truck 
a way we did not necessarily go and went through a wall. You we walked up and it was a wall like 10 feet tall of just privet. And I'm like, I filmed it. I'm like, we're not going through. He's like, oh, we're running through. I'm going to run through it. I'm like, I'll clear a path for you guys. 30 feet later, we're still going through it, dude. And it's like, you can't see. It's just like privet in your face. Oh, it's bad. We got it out. We're sitting here. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah, and so that's why we're doing this podcast so late. It's because y'all decided to go through the Privet Forest. That's well, the Wall of Jericho of Privet. Yeah. Oh, Wall of Jericho. That'd be a good code name. There you go. It's already one in up here. Huh? There's already a Wall of Jericho. Uh, exactly. WMA? No. Yeah, well, for Skyline. Well, that's not where we're going, so I guess people are just going to be confused. <laughs> just let them be. That's the point. Yeah, that 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 uh that thicket claimed Jacob's quiver, which we didn't realize until we got back. You didn't back find to the it? Truck. No, no, we found it. Oh, okay. You didn't go back. Did you hear what I told him? No. I was like, Jacob goes off and buys all this <laughs> stupid crap, all the gear that anybody'd ever need every ten minutes. He's bad un- unboxing video and. Yep. <laughs> He can't buy a quiver that'll stay on his bow. <laughs> it was bad, man. It made for a great track job and a great video. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Jacob, Jacob was upset. There, there, there was a gripping grin at the end of it. I'll say that. He was like, oh, it might be back at the base of the tree. I'm like, then it's sleeping there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let it, we'll let it lay overnight. <laughs> we'll let it lay. We'll, we'll try to back out. <laughs> Bring the dog and everything in the morning. You're ready for it. Oh, dude. So, yeah. So, all right. Let, let's... uh. Let let's let's kind of go over the hunts a little bit so people know what we're talking about. So yeah, so uh, Parker, you have scared all the bucks. Oh, all of them. All of them. All of them. Every single one. I feel like I've seen every single buck <laughs> on the freaking place. Gosh, man. Walk through it. Well, what you got? I'll paddle through it real quick. Um. So, I've been on deer pretty much in every spot that I've been into in March. There was a deer in it at the moment that I accessed it. So, there's that. Um, either a deer or a human. So, this morning there were 47 people in all, all over the, the area that I was going. I, I, I was joking with Tyler. Said the magic school, uh, the magic school boat dropped everybody off, dropped all the kids <laughs> off at the on these on these little islands that are back there. Anyway, so I mean, there's deer. I I was seeing deer with my eye with my uh, flashlight this morning, already on those little islands, and so I couldn't get in there because I'd bump all those deer. Mm-hmm. By the time I found a spot this morning, it was already too late, and uh, I jumped a deer at a buck out of his bed, and then. I jumped another buck out of his bed this evening. Pretty pretty good buck. Real good buck, buck actually. Yesterday afternoon, I drove, or I paddled um, to a new spot, and there was a deer standing in the water looking at me. And then a buck, and I found his bed yesterday. And then uh, last weekend, I saw a big buck swim across the water in front of me. And you think he got whacked? I think he got killed. Yeah, yeah, because there was a boat. There was a mud boat. Uh, not a mud boat. Uh, just a boat. Um, I don't know what kind. Uh, that was parked there, and that deer crossed the water like fifty yards on the other side of that boat. 
And I was like, what the heck is he doing? And so I ended up going and getting set up not too far away. About 30 minutes later, that boat cranked up and left with one guy, comes back with two guys, and then leaves again for the night, all before dark. I'm like, yep, he's not around anymore. Oh boy, got shot. Yep. Which, congrats, I mean, to whoever killed that dude, that was a, I don't know how it happened that way for you, but. Good for you. Yeah. So, that's where I'm at. Uh, There was a deer standing by my kayak this morning when I got down. What what time was it? Ten thirty. About ten thirty. There's deer deer standing by my kayak. There's deer all over the place. They just ain't walking in front of my tree. Yep. What about y'all? Y'all y'all been seeing a lot of deer. So I'll start with my morning. Uh, I saw a doe on the walk in, and then I saw a fawn on the walk out, and that was it. (laughs) Oh, and I saw a dude somewhere in the middle. A dude. I walked way back up in there, and I got, like, under this guy's tree, and I hear a whistle. I'm like, where'd that come from? And he whistles again, and I'm like, this is embarrassing. And I look up, <laughs> and he's, like, he's like waving at me from behind the tree. I'm like, sorry. Was it already light? Oh, yeah. It was, like, 845. I was just pushing back in. So did y'all, even, did y'all even come out of the woods at all today after you went in? Yeah, yeah. I was just pushing back there. I was the only truck at the parking lot. And I didn't see any boats in the slough back there. So I was like, okay, push up in there. I don't know where the dude came from. So after I ran into him, I just backed out. I went back to camp. Buried some taters under some coals. So you really didn't even hunt this morning much? <laughs> no, I didn't do it. I, I should have slept in you this walked. morning. I walked. We could, we could have shot a doe this morning, and it snuck up on us. And the next thing I know, it's behind him. <laughs> so we did a double suit. Actually, backtrack the day before... Uh, today, yesterday, that'd be Friday, uh, I drove around, knocked on a bunch of doors, actually only knocked on two doors, trying to get permission to access public through private, um, since I didn't want to necessarily walk in with the wind at my back the whole time or come in with a boat. We got access to one property, and I was like, yeah, no problem, just pull in the backyard over and just walk back there. And uh, anyway, so we did that, and I found a lot of deer sign, got set up, and got turned around in the swamp. And so we hiked, we hiked about eight tenths of a mile to sit seven hundred feet from the car, <laughs> like legit, straight up. Onyx wasn't working. Off, I didn't have an off on. I didn't download it. Onyx wasn't working, dude. I, I get up Google and, Earth I get wasn't up, up tree and pin where we are and drag it to the car and it's seven hundred and twelve feet. Yeah, but feet, feet, feet. seven hundred and twelve. Son of God, that's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, it is, man. Love two hundred yards. But we saw one. Had one sneak up on us. Uh, there's, we were sitting in between two just marshy little thickets. There's a little land bridge that we were kind of sitting on a doe. I look down. I'm like filming him or something. I look down. There's a doe, which a very small doe, yelling from last year. Looked like a bobcat. Walked right behind him. Hey man. And then uh, next thing I know, it's already out 30 yards behind him. One of the pockets. Yeah, a little pocket. Hey, listen, here. listen. You need to kill another one so you have enough meat to make up for a whole deer. <laughs> That's exactly well, a whole, a whole right. normal deer. You're 100 percent right. Here we go. God put that deer right in front of you so you mm. can have a full deer. Yeah. How many of you? How many have you killed so two. far this year? Two. Two. Shot three. Can't recover the first one. So, uh, two of them off the ground. Tennessee's been good to you. It's easy. Um, if you can kill, if you can kill deer, you can go up there. It's easy. I didn't say that on the podcast. That's that's <laughs> what that's what everybody said about Kentucky too, but. No. Yeah. Well, it's like if you're just finding does. Now, bucks might be a little bit different. I mean, I, I've 
found some bucks, but it's like if you're just going to go and you just want to go kill some does, it, uh, I don't think it's, it'd be uh, overly difficult, especially out of a day or two. So that's crazy. It's always going to new spots. It's never spots I've been to before. Scouting, yeah, going it's blind. Just... Deer numbers are crazy though. Deer numbers up there. It's phenomenal. I'll tell you what we need to do in the future. We need to do a podcast on Jacob's, like, permission game. Like, I, your success rate is, like, high as far as, like, getting access to private. He's got a lady who not only gave him permission to access through a property, but to shoot turkeys on a property, and she bakes some cookies whenever he comes by. Every time. No way. You just got that salesman awesome. in your blood, it. man. Yep, I love it. And she feels bad for you because you're a ginger. I, no, she loves my hair. That's another thing. They love my hair, dude. I'll go in, man, I'll make sure that hair looks good. I'll walk up so, and they're like... Does she think y'all are like together? I don't know. She's 85 years old. I don't mean, I mean, I don't mean hey, nothing. If she has some more property, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it can work out. How many acres do you have? She's only got four that I know of. <laughs> Put a couple of zeros behind it. Maybe. Okay. That's... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. The morning was kind of slow. Yep. Afternoon was good. Afternoon, Afternoon was, awesome. was yeah. eventful. And that's another thing we scouted yesterday. I scouted hunting pressure. I wanted to see where guys were parking on Friday, and we kind of played that to our hand today. And uh, I definitely think it worked out for us. But yeah, afternoon was uh, was interesting to say the least. Didn't know yeah. what we really wanted to do, and uh, decided to go to one spot and wanted to hike in back to some marshes. I mean, pretty much. What it was, I mean, it was a, mm-hmm. I mean, how far was it? Mile? A mile as the crow flies. But it's probably mile, at least a mile and a quarter. Hmm. Yeah, mile. at least. Because you got to zigzag, cross mm-hmm. three creeks. It's terrible. <laughs> like swamp grass in there, it's like up to your hips that you just got to like wade through. It's like you find deer something. A lot of blowdown, too. It's like a ton of blowdown. Yeah, and you like find pockets of deer something, there's no deer something. Pockets of deer something, no deer something. Yeah. It's like, you think you'd be everywhere, but it's not. And huh. that, was, that made me paranoid. Yeah, when we got in there and we were like, we saw like a couple like month old rubs, I was like, oh mm-hmm. crap. We walked like all the way in here and we're going to see like a coyote and a squirrel. And, and that's what, that's one of my tactics is like, there, there's, I, I believe there's a point when you're walking so far in, you're walking into more pressure. Yeah. Like, cause people are either coming from the backside or people are, are making around to somehow get in there. And I felt that's what we were doing. We we're like walking mm-hmm. so far in past the point of no return. Walking right. past the deer. No, I, I do that a lot. I'll be like, oh, if the sign's this good here. Yeah, what's over there? Surely. No, dude, yeah. Be. It's like not knowing what to walk past is a hard. Well, that's what helped us today. Yeah. So we had, we all three walked in this afternoon. We were kind of like stagger where we were going to get set up. Mm-hmm. We had JT set up in one location. It had a big blowdown. And just, it just looked good around the creek. We made like 120 yards. And dude, were deer sign was everywhere. And it was this big open huh. flat. And a uh, little creek crossing and stuff like that. Or like, dude, I called him. I'm like, you set, you set up here? I'm like, I even unloaded my backpack. I'm like, walk up here and you need to sit here. And freaking, it paid off. That's where it was, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So he said about 130 inch nine point. Yeah, he's a big deer. What he's, What did he look like again? He's just he's about two and a half, three year old deer, roughly. Uh, just big, about 10, 11 inch G2s. Main beam is about touched in the front. Oh really? Yeah, yeah he's big mass. He watched it for a while too. Yeah, I watched him for about forty-five minutes. Palmated under the G2s. Oh, big deer. God. Just didn't have a camera. Look, no, no camera. Cam- no camera. The only room. guy in this room that didn't have a camera with. Right, right. He was about eighty yards away. Golly. Had a GoPro. Yeah. All he had to do was hang it right. Throw the, the GoPro at him. Right there. Might get a good shot somewhere in there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, if you're filming the GoPro in 4K, we could blow, blow that up. Joker up and we'd be good to go. You wouldn't have been seen it was so thick. The only <laughs> oh, yeah. way he was, it was thick. Yeah. He's on the he's on the south side of a marsh. That's the crazy thing. Talking about like how old, how young he thought that deer was. I talked to another landowner I was trying to get permission from. Found out he wasn't the landowner I needed to talk to. He talked to me for an hour, and he hunts just north of that property. And uh, they killed a 141-inch, two-and-a-half-year-old. They took it to a biologist and aged it two-and-a-half-year-old, 142-inch or 141-inch. And uh, that was like three or four years ago. He's like, the genetics are here. I'm like, that deer would have been a 200-inch yeah. deer probably if it would have made the five or six. That's crazy, man. That's nuts. So, so, so what kind of uh, what kind of deer sign are you seeing? Like buck sign? Well, we got in there, so we we put JT in his spot, and we're pushing in deeper, and we hit the south side of the marsh where that buck ended up walking, and there was like two robes right there that were just kind of old. They're like not really impressive, but it was right on the south side of that bedding area, and if if it wasn't so, I we stopped, and I was like, this is a good spot, but we're too close to JT, so we kept going. And then we went through an area that was just kind of void, you know, rubs here and there. Mm-hmm. And then we got back to this one spot where there's a cattail marsh. I mean, it's like, like a, I don't know. It's, it's mostly mostly dry, but there's pockets of water in it, a lot of cattails, mm-hmm. with a thick brush around the edges. And there was probably like 15 or so, like brand spanking new rubs, way high up on the trees, like good sized trees too, two fresh scrapes. Yeah, I was gonna say, found some scrapes too that were kind of caught me off guard because mm-hmm. they weren't like you know you find like community scrapes this time they, they mm-hmm. look like community scrapes look like buck was trying to work that edge right there mm-hmm. on the tree line yeah um so that was that was kind of fascinating as well it got me kind of fired up for that location but yeah just a couple rub or a couple scrapes and then you know a mixture of rubs but we never found we found a couple of big rubs next to that cat hill marsh other than that man they're like i mean nothing like what you know we've seen on other properties mm-hmm. nothing like that i mean not nothing like on a tree the size of a leg <laughs> right I mean, it's still like good-sized trees, and they're like hip height or above. Mm-hmm. And there's some good trails coming out of there. There's some like tiny land bridges going through the marsh that had good trails on them. And uh, yeah, so we set up right there in the corner of that field. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, we're recording. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> more, that background noise, though. Real world field. Are you man. drinking that water? Yeah. Is that water okay to drink, Tyler? Uh oh. Uh oh. There he is. That's a party. Oh, he's, he's taking my place. So bad, Chicken made me sick today. Remember that chicken? Uh-huh. Man, I can barely walk. Barely bad, dude. We're recording right now. Say hello. Introduce yourself. What's up, guys? I'm the slamming the door, dude. Stripper. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough with audio content to like. To get the actual feel, like literally the the feeling of the room is right now. I can't wait until this podcast is over because I want to go to bed. Like I feel like every single person in here is thinking the same thing. I I really, I really hope I wake up in the morning. I really hope I wake up because I gotta go to work. Yeah, that would suck. So I suggest waking up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yo, I got into poison oak again today. Dude, oh, 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 let me tell you about some poison. We're about ivy to figure out there. how allergic me and Andrew are poison ivy. So, Andrew picks the one tree. It's the one tree we can sit on on this one spot where these. Yeah, deer, we're the, like the that's rubs. a gnarly tree, but I was like, we have to sit in that tree. Are we really recording right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. Dude, we got up in Ty- that joke. Tyler, you going to bed, bro? Yeah, I'm still sick. 
It's just that Michael's taking my place. Oh. <laughs> For everybody hey, listening. Can I have one of your beers? Yeah, go ahead. Well, we can't say that. Oh, yeah. I guess we, we can. can edit it out just so I can give away all my spots. Oh, uh, we've already. Uh, oh, God. We might have spilled the beans a little bit. Kind of. Not really. I mean, if someone's doing their homework, they could figure it out. But the way that y'all are talking about your spots, I don't know if anybody'd want to come in there. No. Just be, <laughs> I, I don't. Well, God, play. thanks, Andrew. Be a drop in the ocean. <laughs> the way you guys are talking about y'all spots, I don't know that anybody'd care to go in this place. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got the magic school boat. I don't think you're going to have anything to worry about. <laughs> What's your name? JT. JT. Nice to meet you, nice to meet you man. So Michael and JT just met for the first time yeah. ever. That was, yeah. that was cute. Oh, that was met nice. the rest of y'all at other, yeah. other parties. Exactly. Parties. So you just got done stripping at another house. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, in the that was quick. I'm proud of you. That was good. That was real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty dirty. Well, it comes with the business, I guess. I so delirium, I guess. So you were uh, uh, not stripping. You were no, yeah, I was. While you were tracking, while y'all were tracking that deer. Yeah, we had strobe lights going and <laughs> <laughs> had the dog out there and everything. Should have seen the boat. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> We had purple lights around <laughs> it. <laughs> Y'all were using those LED strips, just cranking some drink. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were, we were, oh, I don't know where we were. I don't know what we were talking about. Talking about, oh, you said something about poison oak? Oh. I bear hugged a giant poison ivy vine and put yeah. my face in it. My whole arm is going to be covered? Yep. Um, probably by, like, tomorrow. Oh. So we got up in a tree and it was all poison ivy the whole way. It was the only tree we could get in. And he's like, all right, we're going to make it happen. And I'm like, all right, you go up, pull it up. He didn't pull any of it up. And my face, like, well, put, hang the sound. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, face, freaking hands, mouth. I mean, so we'll find out how allergic I am. I'm normally not that bad, but we'll see. So. Dude, I had it I had it last week or two weeks. Was it two weeks ago? Mm. About two or three weeks know. ago. You've had it so many times. That I, had it, I had it right here on my forehand. Or my forearm. It was like all scabbed over. It was was like one giant scab right here. Oh, man. It's still a little bit scabby. You can... I mean, you can kind of see that. There's a couple spots of scab. Yeah, dude. No, that's rough. In there. That's that's one thing. That's a a no-go. That's a no-go, man. You covering poison ivy, man. Poison oak, whatever. You gotta do what it takes. Comes with the territory, bro. Yeah. Andrew had a classmate try to... Use the restroom out in the woods and use poison ivy to uh No to way. Wipe it. Oh, that happened. True story. And he got it all all up in his butthole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had to go to the doctor the and ivy. there was a poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> had to go to the doctor. I really don't want to have to edit this a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Um so Michael. <laughs> 
Oh, you've been up here quite a bit. Dude, you kill us, man. Like, man I, you can't come to Tennessee, I'm sorry. Uh, you don't know the code name. Just don't even tell them the name of the place. We're going to the Cadillac track, okay? Don't look on Onyx. We'll just call this, like, the furnace up here or something. The furnace. The furnace. furnace. Birmingham? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, checking. I killed. You were? I killed my best buck. <laughs> I just went wrong with the strip on Thanksgiving morning. I killed my best buck on Thanksgiving morning on the dude who owns the furnace's property. Really? Yeah. He he owns some property out there by uh by Taney Hill, and we know a guy who he just he he doesn't care about the land, I guess. Or maybe he doesn't. What is the furnace? Well, let's for everybody listening. The furnace it's not from is Birmingham. a strip club. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strip club. And somehow the owner of that strip club knows somebody who lives out on 13, which is where I, I like pretty much grew up out there. And he basically was like, hey, yeah, you can manage this land and uh, make a hunting club out of it. And so that's where we hunted. Yeah. That's killed cool. A, killed a pretty good buck out there. That's awesome. World. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. So... That was a random So we just went from a strip club to killing deer to yeah. Michael stripping, and y'all heard the Velcro because he was pulling his pants off when he walked in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this game. I'm so, I'm so. I got so lost with the stripping comments. Well, we were talking to you about something. Oh, you asked him. It's like, like what's the difference? What's the difference from when y'all were up here scouting and saw all the bucks to what it's looked like now? So, <clears> especially <throat> with hunting pressure. Um. Well, I don't know. I've only been here for like. Five hours. Yeah, you didn't come up last week. Uh. Uh-uh. I thought you. Okay. Uh. Uh-uh. Now they they all. I mean, me and Nathan and Tyler up. did. Um, I was supposed to come up, but mm-hmm. my wife uh, had some issues, so I ended up staying at home with her. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't get to go hunting at all last week, which sucked because last week was one of those weeks that were just killer. Yeah, people yep. big deer. Yeah, I don't know. Um, when I went in today, I mean, I saw deer. I think I saw three or four. Um, so I mean, the numbers are still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy shot a, a decent buck. We tracked him for, I don't know. The dog ended up walking four miles, and that was before we even started heading back towards the boat. Um, yeah. Now it's cutting. Yeah, cutting trail. Yeah, cutting back and forth, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was probably a good solid mile, mile and a half, you know, straight falling blood. Yeah. And then we just ran out. It's, it's tough, man. Where do you think it he is. did it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know. know. Uh, the air didn't look all that great. Um, it looked like it may got some fat or something. Yeah. Cause it didn't have much blood on there. Oh, brisket shot. That sounds like a brisket shot. Brisket shot. Been there, done that multiple yeah. times. There's real good blood. There's real good blood, and I mean, we followed blood for, like I said, probably. I mean, it was pretty close to a mile. That's I mean, what my doe was. I shot earlier this season, and dude, cheap blood like crazy. Yeah. Real mm-hmm. bright blood, bubble, a little bit of bubbles, and then like on the arrows, like a little bit of fat, and then she like she'd bleed for a while, she'd dry up, she'd bleed for a while, dry up, and we had a dog on her dog. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find her. Just lost the trail when she circled back. Mm-hmm. So same thing with us. Yeah, I would so much rather miss like miss my shot oh, yeah. back and hit guts. Yeah, the gut shot's gonna be. A good dog can find a gut shot deer pretty easily. Yeah, they like the yeah. gut. I mean, Ammon McKinney, the guy that's been on our show before. 
you could also ricochet off of a, a branch and just hit the hindquarter. That's happened twice, the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. That Joker, I mean, we found that deer. What did it go, like? 40 yards, maybe? 40 yards. Okay, the artery up yeah, high. That yeah, that femoral. Uh, yep. Same thing with the buck last year. It deflected off of a little um, piece of sage, and that, that deer didn't go out of sight. Yeah. be now nice if that could happen every single time you hit. Yeah, no, I've had a buddy that's done that with a doe before. Just quartering away, and he slipped too far back. But yeah, deer died 30, 40 yards. Yeah. So that's what happens when you hit in the right spot. But I don't know. I this this season I haven't had the best luck. I've had to bring two different dogs out to track. Uh, first doe I shot brisket, and shot got pushed forward deflection, <clears throat> and uh, that was freaking miserable. And that was opening day in Tennessee. And then second arrow shot shot her at six yards off the ground, and she was freaking about to walk on top of me. Yeah. Freaking shot her. Corey too and went behind the shoulder and in the moment of everything I thought I put it like right between the shoulder and the neck and thought I slipped it through there but behind the shoulder and it exited between her legs and she ran out the, the arrow fell out we got pulled out about 50 yards she bled for 20-30 yards intestines filled up the hole and it wasn't bleeding out of her side right it was raining and we couldn't find her so we brought a dog out she ran I think like 220 yards yeah but uh yeah but it shows you the importance of having a dog that's like yeah. the, the guy yeah. I had come out. And did you see a big difference between the first dog and the second dog, like as far as the ability? Yeah, well, y- yes. It, it might have been because of the handle. The, uh, the first handler that I went with, he's been doing this for like 17 years. This dude's a professional. He sells dogs, high, high dollar dogs, like dogs that cost more than some vehicles right. on the market. But in his dog just, I don't know, just wasn't, wasn't doing well with the whole hunt. But this other guy, he was a newer dog, he was a bloodhound he had. And he didn't do it for a couple of years, and that dog had no problem. We had to wind it, you know, couldn't smell much of a trail. We just had to circle down, and he winded it and uh, went up and found it. Huh. But um, it's a, yeah, it's just uh, kind of fascinating. It's one of those things that you know, Charles Miller, guy we had on our podcast and tracked for me before. Uh, he's like, you know, you should always have, you know, guys spend all this kind of money on these trips like what we're doing now. You know, it makes sense to have a guy or two in your back pocket that you know you can call to bring a dog out. Sure. It just makes yeah. sense. You know, oh, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. You know, when I lived in Alabama, I never even thought about calling a dog. I didn't know that was a thing, dude, until mm-hmm. like last year. I never right. knew people did that. Yeah, I didn't know that, you know, they didn't want to charge you an arm and leg. I figured it'd be like 500 bucks, you know. Though. Oh, I know some guys that charge that much. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, you're right. One of the best dogs out here in Alabama is Woodrow. Like, mm-hmm. have y'all kept up with him much mm-hmm. with Woodrow and Ammon? So, Woodrow's the dog, Ammon's the owner mm-hmm. and they find more deer than any dog i see on it's ridiculous social media yeah, he's I mean, insane. it really is um but he lives like 45 minutes away from here yeah so woodrow have you ever seen a picture of woodrow mm-hmm. no oh my god he's just like a it's mutt. gonna blow your mind <laughs> like no lie do you see that video where he, kinda... dr- where he drowned that deer uh he drowned a deer the dog, the dog did that's a good dog. I think it was out here. Wow. It looks like it. I can see like some terrain features that yeah. look like it's out here. Yeah. But the dog they got up on the deer is the hunter's first deer with a bow. And Woodrow got in there and drowned it. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, man. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or yeah, uh, a good dog. It's a good dog. It's what that is. Yeah. Dog wants it. Well, that's like one thing. I don't know what the regs are down here in, Ten- in Alabama, but I know in Tennessee it's pretty strict. With it. They got to be on like a 20-foot leash at all times. Right. Yeah. And like, I know there are rules up there. Is like if you find the deer and it's still alive, they have to back the dog out. It's like a couple hundred yards before you can do anything with that deer. Really? Yeah. Did you know? I forgot what I was going to say. 
I'm so tired. Did you know? Oh, uh, Ammon was telling me about. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> That's oh what we drove. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh, okay, I've seen him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That dog's insane. Mm-hmm. He's insane. Um, Ammon was telling me that, uh, like whenever he gets, I've listened to him talk on, not on other podcasts, on his Facebook page, listen to him do his videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. When people send him like a gut shot deer or like some, some marginally hit shot, you know, marginal shots Mm -hmm. that most people would be told like, uh, you might not find that deer. He loves them. Like gut shot deer puts out so much scent you yeah. know and stuff the dogs just get mm-hmm. right on it yeah I, I was um, told the same thing it's kind of fascinating again you know it gives you a lot more confidence when you're going hunting. it's not not to give confidence to make bad shots but it gives you confidence that if the, you know worst comes to worst you can call on somebody mm-hmm. that has a trained mm-hmm. dog that really knows what they're doing right i got i got a i got a facebook shout out from a guy the other day who shot a buck and he literally said he gave me a shout out and said, "I wouldn't have killed this. I, I wouldn't have probably recovered this deer if I wouldn't listen to your podcast about tracking, mm-hmm. because I had no idea that that was even a thing." Yeah, I, most people don't like. Just crazy. My, my uncles down in Alabama, they did not know. I mean, they knew like some guy might have a mutt or a dog. Like, oh yeah, I can track a deer, right? But they don't go out week in and week out. Like, you know, I, I'm friends with quite a few guys up in the Tennessee Blood Trail Network, mm-hmm. and there are guys that literally do this full-time as a job or they own their own business where they, they have the flexibility like mm-hmm. you know you shoot one in the morning yeah come back that afternoon and check it or whatever right. like, it's just it's cool they love doing it yeah and it's like hunting them the guys that do it they yeah like you said they have a passion for it they want to help out those hunters to you know recover those deer uh one of the guys that uh, we did a podcast with and i stay in touch with him pretty regularly is the uh charles miller uh he's done a couple of different elk up in kentucky he travels all over the place it's like you know if someone needs him and he's gone to west virginia a couple times he's gone to virginia a couple times but he tracked two bull elk in uh, uh, Kentucky this year, and they didn't recover each one. Both of them, they found living two days later. Dog found them two days later, and both were fine. Marginal hit shots is high, like you know, up in the uh, uh, backstrap and everything. But uh, it's just phenomenal, like what some of those guys will do. So. What I was going to say a while ago is, did you know that in Tennessee, you're talking about <clears throat> weird law, like different laws in yeah. Tennessee. In Tennessee, you have to have your hunting license to track deer. That's what I mean. That's oh, what, like for like that track for the tractor. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. That's cool. Ammon, Ammon, I think it was Ammon. It was either Ammon or my friend Brian, mm-hmm. their guy. One of them. I'm pretty sure it was Ammon. Told me that he had gotten a ticket because he didn't have. He had crossed over into Tennessee to help uh, track a deer for this for this dude, and mm-hmm. game warden came up, gave him a ticket because he was going in the woods without a license. Without a license, yeah. I'll, I'll say Tennessee probably has the one of the highest in-state hunting license costs I've ever seen. Which, but, you know, their whole thing is that's how they pay for everything they do in the state. It's all uh-huh. license-driven. Uh, there's no outside funding for it. But, I mean, 170 bucks, dude, for, like, sportsman's license for an in-state guy, that's pretty pricey, man. I can yeah. go to Ohio for that price. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I talked to another guy the other day that's from Tennessee, mm-hmm. and now, if you were, if you're from Tennessee, mm-hmm. like, they have, like, a resident, like, homecoming type thing where... You pay the same as a resident. If you're from Tennessee and say you live in New York City, oh wow, you can use your Tennessee residency. 
That's cool. Like you don't have to have a residency in Tennessee, but the birth certificate or something. Sure, yeah. you're born there or something. That's cool. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that, but I'll tell you one thing. Like I bought my lifetime Alabama license this summer, mm-hmm. and uh, I, look, I was looking at the, what the lifetime license costs for Tennessee. It's like nineteen hundred bucks, no, or twenty one hundred dollars. Well, oh my good. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I had a decent truck for that. No, no, but Al- but that's what I'm saying. Alabama people don't understand how good people like Alabama. Alabamians have it. Mm. Hunting license do 25, 30 bucks, 45 bucks. Get five turkeys. Dude, like three bucks. It's amazing on what's going on in other states. That, three I mean, bucks and then pretty much a, a doe a day. Yeah. If you want to with a bow. So yeah. that's that's one thing that's kind of crazy because I mean, every other state, dude, I mean, it's, it's you know, 50, 60, 70 bucks for mm-hmm. a license, something like that. How do you think it stacks up as far as deer numbers, deer density? I, I was telling Parker, you missed it. I was telling Parker, like, not to like, dog on anybody from Tennessee but it's a little easier I think if you're just trying to kill a doe it's pretty easy to kill a doe in Tennessee yeah. every doe every deer we shot this year every scout of the place I was looking on the map and the deer numbers are there Yeah, deer, deer numbers are there it, it makes it fun when you're going out I mean you're going to see something if you know what you're doing you, if you know what you're doing down here you go up there you're going to find deer right I told him that's what y'all told me about Kentucky and then Kentucky just took my butt <laughs> I mean but you found deer though it's just yeah the you pattern. missed a good buck we all miss him. Andrew's, I missed a good Andrew, Andrew's missed two this year. Dude, aren't you so a little bit glad that you didn't hit that deer, though? Actually, because you didn't have to drag a deer? When we were climbing down out of the tree, it said, and I was like, I hope that I don't like discover I actually hit it at this point. Yeah, pull up Jacob. <laughs> yeah, get down there and be like, oh. That's what happened in Tennessee with him. Yeah, well, I got well, down there, I went to the arrow, missed and deer, I was like, to, ooh. This is gross. Gut shot deer to recover the deer the next morning. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah. So is this? Would y'all consider this to be like one of your favorite times of the year to get in the woods? Uh, we're kind of mid early season, I would say. Depends on, what, it depends on what state we're talking. I'd say Tennessee's getting hot now. Yeah. Uh, down here, I mean, it's it's fun. It's cool. Now, mm-hmm. if it was seventy-five, eighty degrees, this hunt right here would be miserable. Mosquitoes and everything else. Oh my god! That's... Hey, you talking about mosquitoes? <laughs> it was cold and windy this morning. I still had mosquitoes around me. Yep. They're freaks. They won't mm. die. You'll be They're like, like helicopter mosquitoes. X Men yeah. mosquitoes. <laughs> these, are. these are mutants. Yep. It was it was crazy. But is it, is it kind of do you like? Uh, in Alabama, I I'll, I never had success early season, but I love that last week of October going into November because to me that's when the deer number the deer really. If you can find the food sources and everything, they're pretty predictable at that time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, hunting places like, you know, place down central Alabama, we'd hunt public land and stuff like that. You know, stuff's starting to kind of heat up a little bit, at least with the younger bucks. Yeah. But you can kind of start getting some bigger deer on their feet more times during daylight, uh, trying to start looking around and see what's going on. Uh, plus, a lot of people are kind of, a lot of, I mean, it's, it's true, a lot of guys will bow hunt early season, first couple of weeks of early season, and then they wait until pretty much gun season. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys do that. So it's a perfect time to go hit public land right now because a lot of guys, unless it's a hunt like this, a lot of guys are like, oh, I'm just going to wait. You know, freaking muzzleloader season comes up in a couple of weeks, you know, rivals, right. you know, a month out. No big deal. So I know you're a crossbow advocate, Michael. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, for ground hunting, it just makes sense using a crossbow. Right. But man, I'll bet, I'll bet you this hunt went up whenever more people started using crossbows. I'll bet the numbers, the hunter numbers went up. Yeah. In here because I feel like every single person I've seen in here is hunting with a crossbow. Really? And a lot of them are on the ground, you know, like basically just hunting the way you would hunt. A lot of people would hunt rifle. Yeah. I don't have anything against mm-hmm. it. I just thought, I thought it was interesting. No, I mean, <clears throat> anything to get people out there and 
mm-hmm. and get interested in it. I mean, the numbers are just going down so quick. You know, and I, today it was really hard. I told Tyler, I'm, I hate, I think I said, I think my exact text was, I hate this place. Like, I hate this place, <laughs> period. Um, but the more I thought about it, you know, the more I've been like, you know, I mean, at least people are out enjoying the outdoors, you know. I mm-hmm. I pretty much just cut my hunt. I jumped that buck today, and I could have went a little bit further, but I didn't want to push anything away from those guys, you know. Mm-hmm. It really challenged, it for me, it challenges me hunting public land, especially, I'm not used to people being around you know, because where I hunt at Bankhead, I I don't see people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um. But it, it's just. How do y'all feel about that? I love do, the cat and mouse game. I love it. Do you feel like it it <clears throat> helps you or hurts you to have hunting pressure pushing deer around? Depends on what your edu- What depends on what your hunting education level is at. If you're just a basic guy, like nothing against it, because this was me, you know, five, six, seven years ago. If you just go down to the family farm and you're used to sitting in greenfield and stuff like that, you won't be able to handle hunting pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're someone that's, you know, skilled on kind of what you're doing, you know what to kind of look for, mm-hmm. hunting pressure, go to your favor. That's like what we did today. I was right, able yeah. to push back there in that corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, this morning yeah. when I was walking in, I was like, you know, I, I kind of hope there are a bunch of people on the front of this place because. Mm-hmm. Like, the back is so hard to get to. I mean, it took us two hours to get to where we were going. And then, it took, you know, we had to hang our stand. And You had to hang your stand. Uh, yeah. I saddles. So. <laughs> Shut up. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like the pressure, honestly. It yeah. works in your favor. And the place I'm hunting back home, uh, like, I took uh, an afternoon that I could have gone hunting. There's, like, a cold front rolling in and everything. But I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any spots picked out, so I just drove around, figured out where the people are, mm-hmm. and kind of relate that based on what I learned there last year and, like, some terrain features and stuff. And now I've got some areas identified where I'm like, this could be a pocket, this could be a pocket. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing not to get, not for, for guys not to get, like, consumed with is just because you go out to a new place. Like, this is my first year hunting this place. Mm. You go out to a new place, and a lot of times that first year, is just trying to figure out stuff so you're not wasting time next year. Sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I've had to keep telling myself that about Kentucky. Like, mm-hmm. when we go back to K- Kentucky next year, I could tell you exactly how I'd be hunting it. Mm-hmm. Because I went there, and I would never... I, it's not a wasted trip. I still can go back, because I, I still have a buck tag, but mm-hmm. it's not Speaking a wasted trip. Of, still got two Georgia bucks. Yes, sir. Yeah, you guys... You, I mean... Y'all figured out the deer. You figured out kind of where a general area now where these deer are going to be, you know, using that. Yeah. Obviously. I flung an arrow at one of them. I watched that video. <laughs> yeah, it was real sad. You I just, some real, bro, you just been. I guess some real tight video. Real <laughs> up close. You know what I'm saying? I guess I'm from tonight, too. So, well, we, can, we can do like a montage of Andrew, <laughs> Andrew's hunts. <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah, he turned the camera to me his, when oh, I missed that dope. You don't even watch his reaction, man. I just had a blank amazing. stare for a while. I was like... No, no, no. There there was anger, and then there was just No, yeah, I was, I was really mad for a like, minute. I was like, you idiot. Because I thought I shot... How far uh, was the shot? 20, she was 24. 25, 25, yeah. I held for like 25, and she ducked it. And that, that doe, she hit the dirt, son. I should have known, man. It's a big old doe. That's the one I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's 
buck nuts, baby. <laughs> oh, I was like, dude, I, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, listen. He's like, hey. There's the famous picture. He's like, hey, man. He's like, you got like a, you got a deer right on top of you. Know, said, this yeah. is <laughs> I said, yeah, here it is right here. Yeah, because I look over and I'm like, there's a deer right there that's eating the bush that Mike's sitting in. <laughs> no lie. Uh, like, I could hear him. He's like, <laughs> Oh, dude, I was sitting over there, I was like, you better shoot that thing. <laughs> I, I, I probably would have if it had been legal. Oh, th- dude, this afternoon, I was I turned to Jacob to tell him something, and I look back, and I see this buck standing in the corner of the field. I'm like, buck! And I put the binos on him, and he's like this little forky weird thing. And I'm like, I told Jacob, I had, you know, like my release on and everything. I'm like, I'm not going to shoot him, but I'm going to draw on him to, like, practice. And he starts walking towards us, and I'm like, I actually, I kind of hope he doesn't walk over here. I might shoot him. <laughs> Man, I've had... You get drawn back, and you're like, oh, I can do it. There's been times, there's been times that... Finger slip. I, I killed a deer earlier, so I'm not, I don't feel like a whole ton of pressure, but there's been definite times where I've been like, you know what? A spike wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> oh, know? dude, I'll shoot a little buck all day. I'll put it on our YouTube channel, and I'll catch flack for it. Dude, yeah. Yeah, if y'all can't, if you, listen, if y'all can't start getting on some mature bucks... <laughs> No, th- yes. You're going to have to hang out. I was going to tell him, that is so funny. Listen, I was, he called me, or he t- texted me something about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude. I was like, I was like, man, that, that's when you know you're doing something is when you got a couple of haters. And dude, that comment, like, that is the funniest thing. Yeah, so, Jake, you, you mind if I share that? Yeah, no, you, you're, yeah, you're good. You, that I'll set up the story and you can kind of tell what happened. Yeah, a little pocket dude. And uh, pocket. Jacob shot a, a yearling doe. Right. No, no. It, was a, it was a fawn of the year. <laughs> it, was, it was clean spots. Yeah. That thing hit the dirt in Ju- probably June or something. Nathan, Nathan, the other day he saw a little doe and he said, "I'm pretty sure the rain washed away the last spots." Yeah, we had to wipe morning. the milk off its mouth. We got up to it. Yeah, it was a it was a little bitty thing. Yeah, it was. I was like, that's kind of caught me off guard because two does, two does walking in, but yeah. It, yeah, in your defense, it happened quick. We, my bow is still on the ground, and like he's like having to push his backpack up against the tree with a crotch to be able to draw back and not drop his backpack. The truth, yeah, dude. So were y'all were y'all even hung yet? Like were y'all? Yeah, we we were like, hung. We, we were, yeah, we were set up, and it was getting one of those spots you know never been to before, but it just looked good on the map. Bug sign everywhere. Yeah, there. yeah, huge rubs. Yeah, I saw y'all's video. I saw the all the rubs and stuff that yeah. were in there. Spot. But yeah, just got up and yeah, just caught us off guard. It was like two thirty in the afternoon. It was like when we had a big cold front come through up there. It's like the second day of the cold front. It was high pressure because the first day was all rainy and nasty. Second day was just high pressure and just freaking deer were feeding. Mm-hmm. It was you know classic features. You know five or six big red oaks and dude, I mean you could not take a step without stepping in deer crap. That's the really? first time I've ever found like actual feed trees. Grounds torn up and there's just deer crap. Yeah, it's like everywhere. Yeah. It's almost like turkey sign. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like scratch. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And there was a spot that I hunted yesterday evening and I just got so wet and rained out. I was like, no. Um, but there's a bunch of white oaks dropping in there and it was like that. It looked just like turkey scratch. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a cool. It was a cool spot. That's that's one thing. That's one thing we talked about this year is like trying to find more so, more so that feed trees than just like bucks on mm-hmm. like there's no point really sitting over rubs you know especially this time of year mm-hmm. like, i can see that like in kentucky like early early mm-hmm. season maybe sitting over a rub line trying to find some bachelor group of bucks but it ain't gonna really help you that much this year like at this time of the year i think but i came with a me- mentality i told andrew this 
But if I'm going in the hunt supplies, I told JT this too. We're going in the hunt supplies. I'm not going to see deer. I'm going to kill deer. Like that mentality where I'm going in there. I'm not going to spot. Just I think I'm going to see something. I'm going in because I think I can kill something. That's what happened this morning. Going for the kill, man. Yeah, that's what happened this morning, this afternoon. Yeah. And ever since I did that mentality, it made me think different when I'm hunting and walking and what I'm looking for. And it's worked out so far this year. So So you've done some, you've done some hunts on the ground. Mm -hmm. Of course, you killed deer on the ground. You've shot. Two, two on the ground. Covered one. Yep. And now, but now you're in your tethered mantis. Yep. What? What? Do you feel like you're you have more an advantage now, being able to get up higher? Or do you feel like, man, I really like I really like that like down low stuff. It depends on the habitat. If it's privet, like around here, ground hunting would be awesome. Oh yeah, the I pri- agree. The privet mm-hmm. dude. I mean, you come through a privet thing and you have a little open. It's 25 yards wide. You just sit there, especially if it's raining. Like I'll still hunt all day long if it's raining. Like that mist crap. That is perfect. And just to stand there in the, in the shadows and just freaking, that's that's how I killed that last doe. Or, the, I guess it'd be the first doe, second doe I shot. But uh, I don't know, the saddle, I, I like it because, so I'm using two little sticks now along with some uh, uh, sound approach steps yep. to kind of get up the tree. And it's like ultra light set because I already carry so much camera gear. It's freaking, sorry, like it's insane, 12, fi- 12, 15 pounds. So have y'all tried the Aider? No. The. When I say the eighter, the five step, you know, like yeah, the rock S- SMI, SMI, yeah. Well, it, it won't work for what I'm doing, but you could do it maybe with a long stick. But I don't think you can get. I'm not tall enough to get a five step on there. I'm, I'm five nine. I can't get that long stick high enough up and still have five steps on the. Yeah, bottom. what are they using? The gym step? Is that what they're using? We talking about? You ain't seen it. What it? No. Oh man. I mean, I mean, I it might, might, it, it might, it might change your whole, yeah, whole thought. So you know the little metal, little gym step. Yeah. All right. What they're doing is they're hanging it up. They're taking one of the five step aiders, mm-hmm. and they're taking like a hook. Mm-hmm. You seen it? You, you, you talking about the wattage steps with the five step aider? You go up and it's like three steps to get up to like yeah. twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Matthew, I can't say his last name. He's done it. Until I get up the tree. He, he, and he uses wild steps. I've used wild steps. I'm not a fan. Uh-huh. I don't know if y'all have used them. It's kind of sketchy. He personally. hung, this morning, he hung two muddy steps, or sticks. Muddy? What, or whatever your sticks are. Yeah. Appreciate, stick. appreciate it. And went, <laughs> and then what, six? Boom, the yeah. silent approach steps? Yeah. I used five wild steps and got as high as him. Yeah. Was, do, you, do you find that they take longer to set up? Nope. I think they did it first. It's yeah. Once you get once you get the hang curve, of the knot, getting that camo. Once you yeah. get the hang of the knot and getting it in the right, mm-hmm. the right tension, and you snap it, it's don't use soft bark though. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah soft bark, they'll slide out real bad. It doesn't matter how tight you get it, it's gonna slide. But you put it on a hard <laughs> bark, hardwood. So are you are you gonna get a platform? Or are you just gonna keep using your? Platform? I use that or uh, my, I have the ring of steps from Bullman as well. Okay. Yeah. I almost bought a ring of steps the other day. Dude, the ring, I, I, I like it. Like, seriously. <laughs> I told, mm-hmm. I was talking to Greg Godfrey. I'm like, dude, I freaking am loving this ring of steps. I'm like, I'm like, I still want the platform, but, I mean, it's just the, the flexibility of it. And you can, like, you're not just, like, your feet aren't just, like, on a little platform or, like, on the side of the platform. I can, like, maneuver around. And I can, like, if I can take pressure off one leg, it's it's comfortable. It's nice. And a lot of people are like, man, I can't be comfortable. Dude, a lot of people yeah. think this, there's no way the saddle should be comfortable, but, man. It is. I get in there and I'm like, it's a lot better than that sit drag. I look forward to it every single time. Sit drag, I thought I was wearing a pair of thongs. Like, (laughs) I mean, it just didn't cover up like half my butt cheek, and I mean, just cutting into you. 
I wasn't so, a fan of that. But you're pretty used to the, the thong, I am right? used to those thongs, yeah. yeah stripping. I mean, I you figured. saw? I saw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Remember that time? That one time at Andrew's bachelor party, right? We got we you're you're in his books. Yeah, he's our, <laughs> already booked, man. Andrew, get ready. <laughs> I booked it before we were friends. <laughs> so speaking of friendship, um, you guys are kind of like the last people that I thought we'd be doing hunts with this year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really? Yeah, because I mean we started. We started our very similar podcast in the same week. Yeah. Like yep. literally the same week. Yep. And there was a little bit of tension in that. I mean, I'm sure y'all felt You're it like, too. Who's this guy? Who, who's Bankhead. Freaking... Bank, who bank? think he is? <laughs> <laughs> got it, yeah. What is it? What do you say? Bankhead? Bankhead. Oh. What do you think is it? I was wondering. Are you talking to, <laughs> you talking to him about Bankhead? What are you talking, talking about? about? Were you I asleep that whole time? Maybe. I just heard you say I feel like head. every time somebody else starts talking, I kind of doze off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I should doze over here for a little while. <laughs> you probably watch it. I would, I, would, I wouldn't watch it, you bro. I was, <laughs> I was like, I hope they're not looking at me while I'm resting my eyes. Jake, every time Jacob talks, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a minute. <laughs> 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 But seriously, I mean, um, it's interesting. You know, when it comes to deer hunting, a lot of people, they just, it it gets really serious. Like, it gets really serious, and you're like, these guys getting all up in in our, you know, we got these similar podcasts, and Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of a cutthroat type deal. And uh, I was telling Tyler, it's just so much nicer, though to have buddies you know to have friends that you can see that's what i like about it there's not a whole lot of people doing what we're doing yeah i mean there's just not down here yet i mean it's gonna catch on yeah but um i really like you know having the camaraderie you Mm -hmm. know people to talk to shoot you know ideas off each other um help each other out i grew up in hunting clubs where everyone hated each other yeah (laughs) hey this is my 20 acres you can't hunt here that's my stand yeah yeah dude i'm i would i'd trade like legit, dude. I trade like a like a nice buck for just like this right here. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of camaraderie. It right. means more to me than. And it's also cool that we're all I on the it. same level when it comes to public land hunting. Mm-hmm. Like we all have the same kind of experience with it. Right. So I don't know, bro. I don't know that any of us in this in this space right here are on the same level as Michael Pike. Oh, so yeah, I don't know. Andrew. Yeah, I say probably Andrew. A- Andrew. Andrew's got a lot of knowledge. I haven't spent a lot of time with you, so. Me, me and Mike, every time we go out, we, we see giant bucks everywhere. I yeah. just feel like Michael, like we were talking today, I was like, I bet Michael comes in and sees all kinds of deer up in here. <laughs> Got some close encounters with no bucks. Mm-hmm. I'll wow. tell you what, I, I, I beat all of y'all when it comes to seeing bucks from the kayak. I'm telling you, <laughs> I've y'all seen so many freaking bucks, man. Kayak. I, I'm like, Parker's, Parker sees bucks every single time he goes out, but I they're never see those bucks. Because they're always running away. <laughs> they're always running, bro. You got to slow down. <laughs> and I'm trying, man. I, oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about it. Don't even want to talk about it. But 
Um, I, I agree with you, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's when you can talk to people who, you know, you talk to people at the gas station. I'm sure y'all have had it before, too. Mm-hmm. Or, you, you know, you get into a conversation with somebody who's maybe they're public land hunters, but just not like the hardcore. Yeah, just like I'm going to go out on the on the couple gun hunts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. go out with my bow and just see what happens. And and it's almost, I mean, it's almost like talking to somebody who's with a different hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm, you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you start talking about stuff like we just did the podcast about thermals. thermals yeah. You start talking about stuff like that, and people are like, I'm "Not, I'm not tracking with you. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about." Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. I had a guy the other day like yeah. that. I, I was I was uh, explaining thermals to a guy who's curious about it, and this other dude walks by and overhears me talking about it he's like what's that and i was like oh it's thermals this and that and he's like my dad don't worry about none of that kills lots of bucks <laughs> <laughs> i was like i bet he does man that's how it is that's how it, it you is. know it's just it's just uh it's a different world when you start getting into this me and tyler were talking about that too today like i was asking him like when because tyler tyler didn't have his his family didn't hunt or anything he just kind of got himself into it really and so I was asking him a bunch of questions, trying to kind of figure all that stuff out, you know. And I was like, so when you start hunting, I started doing this, this, and this. And he told, kind of answered the question. And I was like, um, but when did you, like, start, like, hunting? Like, hey, I want to be, I want to be good at this. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm sitting in my circle of friends outside of these guys, I want people to be blown away by the, by the amount of knowledge that I have, you know. Because that's what it was right. for me. It was like. I want pe- I want people. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that. The, the guy said the greatest compliment that somebody can give you yeah. is that you're a good woodsman. Yeah, yeah, that was my mentor mm-hmm. that said that. He's I mean, just the, the fact that you have a mentor in when it comes to like <laughs> the hunting lifestyle that says Dude, that a lot. Guy, he sent me a picture this morning. That he went out and killed eight squirrels and a rabbit in one morning. That gum. That's good. Anybody who small game hunts, that's pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to limit out on squirrels and shoot a rabbit without dogs. Hey, do y'all ever feel really tempted to shoot a fox squirrel whenever they come underneath you? Yeah, dude, I got a with oh, a killer. killer I, I got some killer video of a fox squirrel. If I had, today, if I, had a, mm-hmm. if I had a small game tip today. I'd have whacked one. They're so cool. I looked at them. I think they're big. Like yeah, yeah. Because like when you go like because like you know down in freaking you know where we're probably Alabaster and everything. You know, I'm not used to seeing, I guess, a bunch of fox squirrels. And then we go to, like, some of these swamp places and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that thing is giant. We're like, that ain't no little yeah. gray squirrel. That thing is huge. It's like the difference. I'm from West Texas, and we have jackrabbits up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. And they're like, the size, they're, like, the size of a of a small deer. Really? Yeah. Huge. I mean, they're about the size of the deer you killed. That was perfect. That was perfect. Yeah, I mean, they're big. They're yeah. li- literally, like, like three, of them, three of them. Three of these rabbits could probably make it the size of a small deer. Yeah, I mean, because they're just big animals, you know. Um, and then you got little bunnies, you know, out here. It's like, <laughs> how are they even related? You know, it's like a fox squirrel. Those fox squirrels, like their face is just like, mm-hmm. it's. I, I want one. I want to. I want. I want to mount one. Yep. If I ever shoot one, like with my mm-hmm. bow, just because I'm bored one day, I'm gonna probably get it mounted and. Yeah, I got old. some skins from them that I they, killed when I was a kid. Really? I used to tan skins Andrew's all the time. Are, yeah, Andrew's over here tanning freaking anything he gets hands on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I, I got me that skins, I got rabbit skins. I thought your dude. legs yeah. looked pretty tan today. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Is he tripping too? <laughs> <laughs> I saw him and Michael's brochure together <laughs> that they had. It was, a, it was at the gas station earlier, but... <laughs> 
Y'all, it's it's almost midnight. That's fun. Now let's go trudging. Let's just go ahead and start walking into the marsh now. <laughs> yeah, y'all there. Sleep in the saddle. I'm gonna have to get tomorrow? to the church. Dude, I, I, like think, I think you can, by the way, I think you can sleep in the tethered mantis with the recliner. I think I think you dude, I think you could just like and not even worry. I think you could do it. I'm gonna try. I do this, so maybe I'll do it too. Like so my bridge is right here yeah, in front of me like, and I cross my hands like that and I just go like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just go to sleep just like that. That's why all, all the deer are probably coming back to me and I'm just asleep. The yeah. other one is if you got a jacket in your bag, just wrap it around the uh, caravan. Oh, it's like a, it's like a pillow. You're going to give a pillow on the oh, caravan. Yeah, it's like yeah. the perfect height. Oh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just kind of just right there. Yeah, the other day, <laughs> the other day I was so tired sitting in the tree stand and I like, that carabiner is like right in front of my face, you know, and I was like balancing my nose perfectly <laughs> on it, so it like propped it up, so I could just kind of sit like that, and it just for everybody listening, I like y- you can't get a visual of it, but I was just He's like basically so, got his fingers up his nose, yeah, so, like <laughs> so my fingers are the carabiner, and I'm doing like that so that it kind of I can open my eyes and still look around, you know, and see and shut them again. Oh man, oh. I love that thing. Yeah. I love that mantis. It's cool. This is, uh, this afternoon was my fourth sit in it. First it was horrible. First it was brutal. Really? Dude, listen, okay, because I forgot my, I forgot my release. I forgot my bow, bow holder. Something to freaking hold my backpack up. I was going to take a little screen step for that. Didn't have a platform. I had one wild edge step at the top of a lone wolf stick. The wild edge step rotated on me halfway through the hunt dude it was miserable and i didn't and I had the saddle way too high up bro it's like on my lower back and i'm like, I'm like dude why is this hurting so much like, i'm like why is it hurting so much jeez man that's how it was when i got up in his saddle which is too big for me and Dang, yeah, dude, appreciate it. shots fired no i mean that's the way it is it hurt man i was up in the saddle for like 30 minutes i'm like this sucks like this is incredibly painful. I was like, well, you should try the extra small thongs. <laughs> and cut. All right, good podcast, guys. <laughs> we'll leave it on that note. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, fun. even even with the size, it was too big for me though. I, like I got to the point where it was pretty comfortable. My my best hunt was. Where was it? Uh, crap. Where was it? It was up in it was up in uh, up in Tennessee again. I went on a hunt, same place I shot that doe, and did everything oh, yeah. that Greg told me to do. He's like, you know, sit low, like on your belt, you know, below your belt line, you know, tighten up your leg straps, you know, check your tether and everything. And I did, dude, it was so comfortable. It was like a four-hour sit, dude. It was afternoon, so he got there real early. Mm. Perfect the whole time. I'm like, man, this is, like, awesome. And it's like, I got a lot more confidence. And the weird thing is, when you're attached, you know, have the confidence of, like, moving your feet around without, like, trying to hold on the crap because you don't have to. It's kind of, it's like mentally challenging. So that's still kind of funny. I'm like, I got to try to put my feet there. And I'm like, I'm scared to fall. Oh, I can't fall. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. When I was up in it, there's certain things that you like, you're like, I know I can do that, but my legs won't let me do it. Cause your yeah. body's like, no. Dude, <laughs> oh man. Do that, that. Like, I'm like, oh, I could surely, I could just turn around and get a shot right here. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, you just get like all locked up. Oh yeah. I was trying to get comfortable in it. And I'm like trying to swing around the tree a little bit and I'm like my feet slip and I just like swing around and like latch onto the tree I'm like alright so don't do that <laughs> I love it though man do you got knee pads no I don't even need them I, I, I've i never sat on a tree big enough that I really need knee, knee pads because either I normally put the tree the tree's like right here on me or I can put my knee on there with my pants it doesn't I haven't been on a tree that the bark was so hard it was really? hurting me yeah I have 
So I, I left my knee pads, pads the other day. I've got some like Walmart ones. They're not Velcro. Tyler went and bought some dang Velcro ones. I was like, "What you doing, bro?" <laughs> Mine have like the little there. pins that hey, you, like, you get some uh, put it around it. Yeah. Timberlines and they come with knee pads. Yep. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, but why do that when I could just spend ten dollars and not ten thousand dollars? Exactly. Whatever I want, spend ten bucks and have some knee pads. Yeah, where, where, don't knock it till you try it. What's Tyler always say? Can't hide money. No. <laughs> Can't hide money. Christmases, dude. <laughs> Keep telling y'all that. Saying I just know what to ask for. He's got for his loads of bets on, man. He's got he's rocking them. I got mine soaked today. I should notice my communos. Dude, I, uh, I went and um, picked up some mink oil because mine are leaking. Really? Mm-hmm. Where are they leaking at? Everywhere. I'm not taking. You need to back up just a little bit. You're like right in the mic. Yeah, you're, being like too, you're being way too aggressive. Yeah, you're so aggressive over there. I'm not. Uh, how, how long have you had your How long have you had your Tibets? Uh, a year. Really? Yeah. And they're leaking? Yeah. When I was up there with Tennessee. Hey man, I put these things to the ringer. I mean, I'm I'm thinking I'm at 450 miles. I think on those boots. Yeah, when I was like, up there with you, you let me wear those, and I felt like Iron Man. Dude, those things are so stout, for, man. Mm-hmm. These things are like house slippers. Like, yeah. is that what you hunted? Yes. Look at them, dude. Yeah. This is what I do. Everything. Look, look at look at the bottom. Okay, put your foot out here. Look at look at these slicks, man. They look like my tires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these have too many miles on them. It's kind of a, you got oh, that sick that sick gear on, and then you got those boots. <laughs> it doesn't match those wore out boots. I saw a picture the other day. It was it wasn't the other day. It was during the summer when we were talking on Facebook there's a thread about um leg gators and you mm-hmm. posted a picture of those uh Kinetrex mm-hmm. which I have and they suck by the way really oh yeah they got all kinds of holes in them yeah, dude I love them and the, the the buckle broke on one of them really like, yeah and I haven't even hardly used them anyway I haven't had an issue but you had those Kinetrex and then those shoes I was like <laughs> and you're wearing gators with teacher shoes like <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> Yep. Hey, man. Yeah, I need some new boots. Yeah, dude, get you some lows, man. Hopefully Santa Claus. Did you get some new ones? Yeah, I got some uh, Caminos. It's like they're, it's a little bit different design. Yeah. And uh, that's what I was wearing today. They're awesome. The only thing that the Tibets, they're waterproof all up to the top. The Caminos aren't. They're, they have like a shorter tongue on it. So like water leaks in. I freaking found that out after going knee deep in a, in a uh, beaver dam log jam thing tonight. So, yeah. But, yeah, they're awesome. Beaver Dam Log Jam. That's the name of y'all's place where y'all are hunting. Beaver Dam Log Jam. Let's go hunt the Beaver Dam Log Jam. That's my new band name. (laughs) (laughs) It could be your uh, new stripper name. (laughs) (laughs) We got old Diversion over here. That's a good, that's a pretty good stripper name. What what would yours be? Ground Zero. What would mine be? No. Ground Zero is not good for a stripper name. Oh, God. I don't know. Maxwell's house. Maxwell's house. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max. Yeah, you're not supposed to have your real name. Either, Mad so. Max. I like that. Mad Max. You'd be Ginger Snap. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. That's cute. <laughs> no, I like uh, I like the Beaver Dam <laughs> Log Jam. <laughs> is it both or one or the other? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like, a two-part <laughs> series. of the Beaver Jam and the Log Jam. <laughs> so, like, they call me Log Jam. <laughs> 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 oh, 
They call me the beeve. <laughs> oh, man. This podcast took a left turn. Quick. Oh, Real man. quick. That's what you get when you got a lot of delusional guys that have podcast deadlines. Oh, my gosh, dude. I've been up for over 36 hours straight. Hey, no sleep. 15 miles. We've been treaded through a marsh for all day. I don't know what, man, it hit me this afternoon before we went out. That tired hit me, and it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Got hit by the beaver down on <laughs> I didn't even see him all day until just now. I'm going to that damn beaver jam on Beaver Dam Log Jam. Or the Beaver Dam. Say that Beaver three jam. times, man. Log Jam. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, let's just drop the log in the dam. Let's just call them Beaver Jam. Go <laughs> get you like a radio station and be like, oh, 103.1, the Beaver. <laughs> the Beaver Jam. <laughs> the Beaver Jam playlist. We'll just, make a, we'll just make a new podcast. We'll call it that. The, the Beaver Jam. I bet it'd get a lot of Have listeners just because of the name. Yeah. Have a drop on Tuesday. Yeah, there we, we go. Drop your regular one on Monday and the Beaver drop on <laughs> Tune in tomorrow for the Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to end every episode with that. I'll see if we can pick that one up on Sportsman's Nation. <laughs> <laughs> call it Dan be like, I got a golden idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think Landon Legacy is normally on Tuesdays. Let's drop him. <laughs> <laughs> because I got a plan. <laughs> There'd be some pissed off people, man. They'd like, tune into Landon Legacy every, like, faithfully. I think they, I'll tell you what, man. Those guys, <laughs> Landon Legacy, they got the most faithful followers yeah. ever. Like, mm-hmm. People love them. They're good dudes. I've been following them for way before they had a podcast. Yeah, they were with Grant Woods. Mm-hmm. We had them our, on our show a while back. What was the What was it? Growing Deer TV. Yeah, yeah. What mm-hmm. they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna cut them out and we're gonna go with the beef, the beef jam. The beef yeah. jam. Gotta make sacrifices. Yeah. 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 So if, if y'all are listening Gotta to this, grow. well, boys, y'all have to get up in about. Well, if y'all sleep in, y'all got about four and a half hours. What is y'all's plan? I don't know. You'll go to sleep in and go for the midday hunt? That's what I was telling him. Maybe that might, I might get, get in at like 7. Because everyone, seven. everybody I've talked to, including my friends back home mm-hmm. and uh, some guys who hunt like this part of the state, everybody's seeing them right at dark, which is when we saw them today, and people are seeing them at midday. Yep. Like nobody's having any luck early morning that I know. So I saw that big buck today at 3.20. Yeah. 3.20, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. I saw... Every deer that I've seen midday when I'm going in is yeah. about. And it's, it's something about the water. I, I really like down there, like around the marsh and around like into the water sources. There's something about like midday. They're just transitioning to different mm-hmm. different stuff. You, you down got the water. theories on that thermals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've heard you talk about stuff. So you're so into it. He called me yesterday and he's like, "Yeah, I'm coming up here and the cows are all facing east." They're all sitting down in this basket. <laughs> oh, I was confused. Yeah, I was, I was hearing. I was like, "What is he talking about?" I knew what he was talking about. <laughs> 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 Plants, fishing terms to hunting. <laughs> <laughs> cows are laying down. Don't go fishing. Yeah
mm-hmm. like on this big point. Like we had this whole point to ourselves. Believe it. You just said the name of the camp. Oh, pond. At the. I pulled. I pulled a. I pulled a, a MT. The <laughs> <laughs> last one we recorded would have had like 783 bleeps <laughs> in it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually the second time we recorded this podcast. Take yeah, two? first time because didn't work. <laughs> mine, my computer went out. So. That's <sighs> I didn't know we were still recording. I thought you like. Yeah, no, know. we're still recording, but we can stop now. <laughs> All right, guys. This uh, has been we'll go kill a big buck tomorrow. The Southern Groundsman. The Southern yep. Groundsman. The, the Southern Beeb. Groundsman. The Southern Groundsman. The Beeb. It. That's gonna be your name now. <laughs> the Beeb. The Beeb. The Beeb. <laughs> and the Beeb out. You gotta do it in a right, deep you voice. Got, you, you gotta do, do it in a deep voice. You gotta you tell gotta everybody exit. to tune We're in. Get out of this. Out of this podcast oh, okay. with your... Tell them to tune in to 102.5, uh, the Beeb. Do it like that. The Beeb. <laughs> Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a, a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, we talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, All the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar guys it's a no-brainer you gotta be at the show again it's friday june 28th through sunday june 30th in dalton georgia we absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting so we'll see you at the 2024 mobile hunters expo in dalton georgia